You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hi everyone, this is Pia from Metal and High Heels. I am here today with... Steffi, hello. And we have another special guest today, um, the singer and multi-instrumentalist Moran Magal. Hello, Mor. I, I always, always <laughs> want to say Moran. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello. Okay, okay. The common thing, you know. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good, and thank you for having me on your on your program. Yeah, sure. Um, we also saw your show in Berlin by um, in January, I think. Yeah, half a yes. year ago. Uh huh. In Musik and Frieden. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 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 Together with Stimmgewalt and Skardust. Yes, it was really, really cool. Really cool evening. Yeah. A lot of music. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of singers on stage. Yeah, a lot of singers. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was really, really special night. Mm. Um, you are a singer, but you can also play a lot of other instruments. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a singer and piano player. I'm a pianist. I mean, I, I started to to play uh, keyboards. And then I moved to classical piano and singing was actually the last part because I was too shy uh, to sing and I was too shy and I was really afraid to open my, my mouth. I think I started singing only at around 15, mm -hmm. but playing I started around three. Um, the keyboards later on piano. Um, and since I started to, to sing, you know, I could not stop and... Yeah, that's basically it. But I started first from the from the keyboards and piano, and then I then I started singing. Wow! Yeah, it's an opposite story, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and you also play violin? No, I, I don't play violin. I have a violinist. Maybe we look a little bit alike, and we are both ah, okay. from Israel. Um, maybe maybe it's the, it's the Israeli uh, tent, you know. But actually, <laughs> she also lives in a, she also lives in a, in Leipzig, and. Um, Yeah, Shilan Inon and um, no violin. Unfortunately, I don't play. I play piano and um, some flute, but mostly piano is my main instrument. Yeah. Mm. That's also something that's special about your music, right? That you play the classical piano as the, I'd say, main instrument where other bands would use the electric guitar. Exactly. And this is something that I try to base my, my music on because the piano has always been like my, my really my soul. And I think I express myself first from the piano. And I think that in metal music or in rock music, most of the most of the music is based on guitars. And with my music, it's not. It's coming first from the piano and everything is based on that. What makes it, uh, in my opinion, special, you know, maybe standing out. It's not uh, the typical sound that you would expect from a metal or a gothic band. And I think that's what I'm kind of trying to, to create. And I think piano is a very, very rock instrument. You know, it can make a lot of noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, remember, yeah. I remember a German musician who recorded an album and he called it Piano Metal. Yeah. Let me think about the name. I think it's a... Uh, he's a drummer van Canto. Uh-huh. That okay. a cappella band. Piano yeah. Metal. I will. I will check it out definitely. Yeah, do it. It's. Um, I liked it also a lot. And when you find it, we can also link it to the show notes of this podcast, so yes. everybody who's listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We will do that. Piano Metal. 
yeah, definitely. I think piano is, is really an instrument that can do a lot of things. And I think it's about, as an artist, is what instrument you connect the most, you know, because um, there are artists that connect the most to guitar or violin, or but as a front woman, as a singer-songwriter, because I write all of my, my songs and I'm my own band leader, you know, so I come from the instrument that I connect the most from the soul. And I think that is the the most important is also to have this spiritual connection to the instrument that you are putting in the front of your music. Um, I think it's very important. Yeah, so that the music is more natural and more has more spirit, the spirit mm -hmm. of the musician, yeah. Exactly. Um, and um, as you already said, I listened to the album and I thought it's really heavy, um, <laughs> even <Really>? though there are... <laughs> Yeah, when you when you know that the piano is the main instrument, then it's a very heavy album. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you find um, heavy about it, or like, as there is a specific song that you find more heavy than the other, or just a general uh, vibe? I'm just curious. <laughs> um, mostly the general vibe, um, and it's very rhythmic. So mm -hmm. I'm used to. When I listen to piano music, it is it has a lot of melody, mm -hmm. um, and your music is it's more like a, a rhythm instrument, and the voice is mm -hmm. responsible for the most of the melodies. That mm -hmm. was my impression. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think I think the album is is um, again it's about the songs first of all. The piano is the instrument I write and I put in the front, but it's also important to, to serve the songs best. And this is why I felt in this album there are a lot of songs that are a little bit more uh, going to the direction of symphonic metal. So we have a choir, um, mm -hmm. Stim Gewalt, who also sang with us in the concert, and a violin because I wanted to have a bit of a folk, folk metal sound. Um, and I have a harp, a harp player. So I think that the piano is, is really present in the album, but I don't think exactly like you said it's not a piano album it's it's a rock it's a gothic rock album metal a lot it's melodic metal i would define it um there are some elements from prog um some elements with symphonic metal but exactly like you said in the voice of course it's it's the it's the it's the window of the music you know it's 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 what everybody maybe connects the most is the voice of the singer mm. um, so i think it's it's about the songs And um, and I tried to serve the songs the best way I, I could uh, in this album. Yeah, and definitely it, I, I could also agree that it is heavier than anything I've done before. And, yeah. and melodic at the same time. Yeah. And it also puts the focus on the lyrics. Mm -hmm. True, true. Um, now that you mentioned it, you, um, you released an album where you did cover versions of um, of famous metal songs. Mm -hmm. And that's more what I would call piano music because your cover versions are very special. Thank you. What was uh, the idea to record such an album? Well, it started, um, I was always, um, I always really loved metal, but you know, as a teenager, I was listening to a lot of things. As, an, in a, as a musician, I, for example, for a long time actually studied jazz music. Um, I hope it's allowed to say I studied jazz music in a metal podcast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> But I studied classical and jazz, so I have this this really mixed musical education. And the more and more the years went by, I actually felt that I'm I'm too angry to sing jazz. Come on, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's, 
it's not for me. I mean, it's beautiful music and all, but my heart really was more attracted to gothic and, and metal. And then I thought a lot of people are afraid when they hear metal. And I come from Israel. So, I mean, most of the people I knew were like, oh, metal, it's, it's, it's satanic, it's, uh, it's evil, it's this and this. And I was like, no, it's just really beautiful songs that sometimes are wrapped with this, with the screaming, which is part of the style sometimes and, and the aggressive playing. But if you take it down and if you put the song kind of naked, you know, with the piano, but angry piano, not, not always soft, not to go to the cliche of now let's take a hardcore song and make it a ballad all the time. Um, and then you just find that this is just a really beautiful music. And my point was that I want to show more audience, uh, more audiences that metal is really just beautiful music. And this is just about the songs. Um, you can find a beautiful pop song and horrible pop song. And, you know, it's the same. It's about the music inside. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my goal was to, to bring the metal to more audiences. And I was on TV with that and it was pretty successful. And I played a lot of this concept in metal festivals and, and folk festivals and, and even in some jazz festivals, you know. <laughs> so so it, it, it was really accessible to more audiences. And that was the point of Shades of Metal, actually, to, to, to bring metal music to more audiences, mm-hmm. to expose it. Um, you, I think you moved to Berlin in 2016? Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the reason for leaving Israel for you? Um, it divides for two. I mean, if we talk about um, musical reason, I felt that I've kind of reached my limit of how many people I can I can get with the kind of music I make because Israel is very small. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I met incredible, talented people and I collaborated with amazing people for, um, I would say, five years before I decided I am actually leaving. But I felt I've kind of reached a peak and I need to bring my, my music, my art to more audiences. And Europe is bigger and it has more audience to the kind of music I make, which is special. It's not for everybody. And this is totally okay. Um, but I wanted to bring it to more people. And it's actually um, happening. And I'm really happy to see more and more people at our concerts. And I play around Europe in great festivals and it's growing. It's not, uh, it's not an, a, a fast process, you know, it's not like a, but it's growing. And, and every concert, we get more invitations to more concerts. And then it's, it's really amazing feeling. It's rewarding. Mm-hmm. And on a personal level, I really needed a change. You know, I wanted to breathe another air. I wanted to learn another language, to meet new people, to open my, my, my mind, to get inspired. Because I lived all my life in Israel, which is a great country. I love it. But I needed kind of a change, you know. I needed to get out of my comfort zone, and uh, yeah, believe me, German did it for me. It's really, it's really hard to speak that language. So uh, <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's interesting. I met so many incredible people. Berlin is like I met people from all over the world, and it's it's fantastic, and it's doing a lot for my art as well. You know, I made, I have a band now. I started my band in Berlin. Um, a lot of things that were not possible for me, actually, in, in Israel, um, are actually happening here, you know. So I guess it was meant to be, kind of, in a mm-hmm. way. Why did you choose Berlin and not, for example, London? Um, I am, my only memory from London was it was only raining all the time. And I was <laughs> 
and I was staying with some relatives and it was very strange and I, I don't know, I have, I have this trauma with London and it's so far away, you know. Um, and Berlin, the, the first second I came, I felt really home. I felt very comfortable. I met a lot of cool people. Um, it, it was very, I, I like, I got a lot of signs, you know, I, I'm, I'm a spiritual person, so I got a lot of signs that this is, this is where I should be. And this is, this is the right place for me. I felt it in my stomach, like something that you cannot really explain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was really amazing process to, to move to Berlin. I think it's also a, an open-minded city with many possibilities for musicians. Definitely. Definitely. And a lot of things are created here that can only be happening here in Berlin. For example, the videos we are making, the band, um, the choir. Um, it's, it's really a lot of things that could not have happened or didn't happen for me personally anywhere else. So when it's everything is kind of like coming together, then you say, okay, then you should, this is where you, sh- you belong. This is where you should be. This is where you should create. And Of course, uh, remember where you come from and, and be grateful for everything. But, yeah, it's, it's important to be where you feel good because we only, we only live one time, you know. Mm. And, yeah. And Berlin is also not far away from Leipzig. True. <laughs> um, I saw that you have been a visitor of the Wolfgotik Treffen for several years. Mm-hmm. And this year you played a gig there. Yes, um, actually, um, I, I played gigs in uh, Wave Gothic Treffen uh, this year and also uh, the years before. The year before, I played also at Sixtina in Victorian Village. Mm-hmm. And this year was very special because I gave a concert to Vide Foundation. Um, it's not my first time uh, collaborating with this uh, foundation, which is really beautiful foundation that helps parents who lost their kids to survive the trauma and give them support. Mm-hmm. So. It's really, really feeling great feeling to be able to play for such a great cause and for this foundation. And it's always special concert when I, I play at Vibe because it's very intimate and you can really see the people and um, yeah, it's it's a special atmosphere at Degete always. Mm. Um, and do you meet a lot of people there that you don't see um, at the other time of the year? Um, I actually, yeah, I think I could say that I meet a lot of people there. Um, it's kind of like becoming this, I, I have a Wave Gothic Treffen community, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's really nice from people from, from press or from audience or from fans that are coming especially and are, are always coming to, to my concert, which makes me a great feeling that they are choosing to come and see me and not all of the other things that are happening in Vegete, which are totally awesome. And yeah, it's like, it's like a real family, you know, I can really say that it is kind of like a, a, a big vampire gothic family in Vegeta. So <laughs> yeah, I really, I really love it. I feel belong, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. Cool. Um, who is your band? Who is, um, who are your musicians who play the instruments on the album? Mm-hmm. So I have uh, um, my initial trio. I started the band with um, Marcus Feminella, who is my drummer, and he's Brazilian. Mm-hmm. And later I met Ishai Sommer, who is my bass player. But the funny story is Ishai and I know each other 10 years ago from Israel. And I saw him playing a gig in Israel in Tel Aviv, and we were talking a lot, and we really liked each other. And somehow he moved to the United States, then he moved to Germany, and then we find each other 
playing together uh, in Germany, which is really awesome. And later on came uh, Shirani Nom, violin player. My violinist, she's also, as I mentioned, Israeli, but she lives in Berlin, in, in Leipzig, I'm sorry. Um, but she lives in Germany for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And the newest member of the band is Federico Truzzi, who is a, the guitar player, also founder of Sleeping Romance, um, really, really great uh, symphonic metal band. And um, yeah, they're all great people. And of course, we collaborate also with Stimgewalt, which I mentioned before, mm-hmm. German choir. Um, I have a Hungarian harp player, Ferenc Honiez, uh, whom I met a few years ago when I played in Budapest in a festival. Um, and we stayed in touch. And when I recorded this album, it was clear for me that he is going to do the harp. So really, really great, great musicians. And I think it's, it's a fantastic outcome. I'm very, very, very proud of what we, we accomplished together. Yeah. Um, and it's also a compliment from your fans because you did a crowdfunding campaign. True, true. Yes, I did. <laughs> Tell us something about that. Well, I was, I was shaking like hell to do a crowdfunding campaign because it's a very scary position, you know, as an artist to, to be in this position and to actually um, say that actually, yeah, you need the support because to make music is super expensive. And it's scary. It's scary to ask for support. You know, it's it's like um, uh, to make the music is, is is something I do all my life, but crowdfunding I never done. And I was really really happy to see that um, a lot of people um, contributed and and supported the campaign, and they are part of of what we have accomplished. Because without that, without this support, it it would not have been possible. You know, it's really would not be possible. So I'm really flattered that we got this great support from the fans and um, people that like the music and believe in the journey that I am making. And today I can say we are making because um, Moran Magal today is more and more becoming a band mm-hmm. and we are more and more a band. Um, and this is a great feeling. Did you ever thought about changing the band's name then? Because yes. now it's just your personal name and <laughs> if it's a band... Yes, I tried and we thought about it and we thought to shorten it just to Magal, but then I saw there is already another Magal band existed and some some uh, weapon industry factory just after this name. And then it oh. was really complicated, you know, to do that. <laughs> but I think Moran Magal can be also a name of a band. Like, why do I need to change my name? Like, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's already identified with a lot of stuff I've, doing, I've done before. And I mean... In a way, I don't feel like I want to, and I don't think it's really necessary. And I think it sounds it sounds good. Come on, Moran Magal. It's it's a. I think it's a name of a band. <laughs> um, it could also be something from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sounds a bit like Amon Amath or <laughs> something else where nobody knows how to pronounce it. Like um, this Norwegian black metal band Dimo Borgir. <laughs> yeah. 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 And how do you pronounce it? This is this is the right pronunciation because I still don't know how, how to pronounce it. <laughs> Me neither, but I always say Dimo Borgia. <laughs> you see, so you can never know. I mean, I mean, I think it's a, um, yeah, today it's totally shaping towards a band. So I think it's, we, we will keep it for now. <laughs> <laughs> you played um, a pre-listening show in Berlin um, at the beginning of May, I think. Was, yes. it, was that only for the crowdfunding people? 
Exactly. This is, was the pre-release of the album for the crowdfunding supporters because the album uh, official release date will be given really soon. It's really the final steps of signing a lot of papers and doing a lot of bureaucracy and um, finishing up some of those uh, lo logistical stuff more, the boring stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, the, the, the 4th of, of May was just for, um, for our crowdfunding supporters and the official release of the album I estimate will be towards the early fall, I would think, um, will be the official release for um, digital and in the stores and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you plan to go on tour after yes. the release? Yes, um, it's already being planned. Um, I, I really would like to go on a tour and um, we think about location. We try to build this now together, but definitely, yes, definitely. Okay. You did your campaign at Indiegogo, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Did everything work well with them? Because I heard from several people who worked with Pledge Music that they had problems. Yeah, I heard I had the catastrophe with uh, Pledge Music. If I'm not mistaken, I don't want to say anything not accurate, but what I heard is that they they did they were bankrupt or something, and then they didn't uh, they could not give the money or the products or the money for the bands to create the products. Am I correct? I'm not sure. I'm correct, but. That's a rumor. What I heard is that they didn't give the money to the artists. So the, yes. the artists um, yes. produced the stuff and sent it out and then they didn't get the money from Pledge Music. That's horrible. Uh, no, with Indiegogo, thank all the gods or whatever god you want to believe in. or not. <laughs> I mean, thanks all of them. Um, we, we, we got the money. Um, yeah, but I was very, very nervous because I remember I had a conversation with, uh, with a colleague about it. And then they said, which, which, uh, which platform did you do uh, your crowdfunding? I'm like, Indiegogo. And he was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but with them, everything went okay. I think they were, they were pretty cool. Definitely. Okay, great. Um, when I remember correctly, you record another music video for the album this weekend, right? Yes, to, um, on Sunday morning, uh, <laughs> we, are, we are going to we are going to uh, to film uh, the third video um, mm -hmm. uh, from the album. We are planning to make for now five, um, and yeah, and. We are gonna travel very early morning to torment ourselves in some forest. <laughs> <laughs> you will see the results very soon. Yeah, but it's gonna be an exciting uh, video, really. Can you already tell us um, to which song the video will be? Yes, it's gonna be um, for actually the the I would say the least metal song of the album. Um, surprisingly, because uh, we are gonna film a, a video for "Take Your Money," which is a collaboration I did with. Marcus Feminella, who is my drummer, and he has a group called Drum Over Knives. Mm -hmm. And they are activists, they are, um, uh, they are vegans, and they are protesting a lot against um, uh, climate changes and animal rights and a lot of topics that I totally, totally believe in and support. And we are going to make a video together. Ah, oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, I I've, um, had this impression when I listened to the song because you say... Um, that you don't want money from specific people who are not into or who um, don't care about the environment and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's about the, that a lot of the people that are destroying the environment, you know, they do it because it just brings them more and more and more money, you know. Mm. And, and for me, when I think about that, I think 
why why do we need to eat bacon? Really, are we going to die if we are not going to eat bacon? Do we really need to shave the rainforest to get more meat, you know, just for greed? Because nobody's that hungry. Nobody's that hungry. And nobody, it, it, nobody's that hungry to, 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 to support this dimension of animals and also the destruction of the planet. And let's not even talk about the, the health issues because I know some people think differently and this is totally okay. But I'm just saying that to, to support this, um, this, this destruction, you know, and not to be a little bit responsible and saying, do we really want to support that? Um, you know, do we really want to support the destruction of the planet? Do we really need to eat that much meat? Do we really need to wear leather? Do we really need to do all of those things? You know, mm. um, do we really need to hurt animals like that? It's it's not it's not um, it's not natural what the animals are are going through. If you have a little bit of a heart, you know, it's not like in the nature that you need to. I mean, let's say we are in the medieval time. And I'm a hungry person and I have a family. Yes, of course, I would go hunting. I need to feed my family. But this is not the case. You know, nobody is that hungry now. And and you really definitely don't need to, to get a poor animal to torment it like that in a slaughterhouse just to have bacon. You know, nobody's going to die without it. And and many other things. It's, it's just, I just think it's horrible. And I think this song is just trying to raise a bit of awareness um, about those topics that, I mean, take your money. Take your money. We don't need your money. We don't want your money. I mean, we don't want to support the industry that is basically destroying us and causing so much pain. Hmm. And this is what this song is about, basically. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the video. It sounds interesting. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you also did a lyric video for Black Swan. Yes. Um, I'm... To be honest, I'm not a friend of music uh, of lyric videos because I prefer music videos. Um, but for me, um, if someone does a lyric video because the message is important, then I can totally understand that. And I think that Black Swan has a very important message. Thank you. Yes. Um, well, Black Swan, um, I tell it also a lot in concert. I wrote inspired uh, by Swan Lake fairy tale. Um, and in this fairy tale, you have this princess and she is being captured by this evil guy, sorcerer, and he turns her to a swan so nobody can see her. He basically takes away her freedom. He mm. changed her to something else, you know. He changed her. He changed how she looks. And in, in nowadays, I mean, a lot of women are forced to, to, to cover their bodies. They are forced to, to change how they look. They, they are forced to basically take away the femininity they're not allowed to sing or play piano or dance or and and you can find it in 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 many religions um and you can find a lot of of women that are still not free to be who they are not free to to marry who they want to be with the one they love doesn't matter if it's men or women you know and i think it's it's horrible and i think it's 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 important to talk about it and to to say that this is still existing this thing of oppressing women, it's still happening. And and I have friends, I have a friend escaped from Surya, for example, was forced to cover her, her face and body. And and she didn't want that. And and she escaped. She lives now in Germany. She's also a gay person. And you can imagine, you know, how, how hard it was for her. Mm. And, and and you can find it in you can find it everywhere. Um And I think it's 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 really horrible. And this song is about to empower those those women, you know, to maybe let them know or 
let others know that we care. We 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 need to talk about those things. Yeah, that's awesome, and that's also a topic that we cover a lot. Um, and at the moment, Kiki, our third team member, is in Ecuador, and she has a project that is against um, violence against women. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and you can find it everywhere. I mean, uh, you can find women that are murdered just because they fell in love with the wrong guy mm. or just because they were gay or just because they decided to show a little bit too much uh, from their body. In some cultures, this is abomination of the religion or the, the whatever. And what 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 is wrong with this world? It's, it's, it's 2019. Really? Is this 2019? I mean, it's... it's um, In some countries, maybe not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, and you know, a lot of those women are, are living horrible lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, saying if you if you if you feel comfortable covering your body, great, go for it. If if nobody forces you, if this is your choice, um, but if somebody forces you, uh, threatening to kill you if you don't do that because you are you are a disgrace for some religion or mm -hmm. whatever, that's just just not okay, you know. And I think this is this should not happen in in our times. This is like should not happen at all. In any time, but mm. especially now, and and this song is is about that, um, and that's the reason why I also wanted it to be a duet with a guy, you know, and because I wanted it to be complete and represented from both sexes, from female and males singing together, and this is why when I I, I looked on on YouTube for for male singers, and then I I, I came to to hear to, Tony Salmela from. Lazy Bone and, and Tarot. And mm, I it's the band of the Nightwish bass player, exactly, right? Exactly. Marco Hietala. Marco Hietala. Yeah, you see, I, I, I was struggling to say his name, Marco Hietala, but I managed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, Tommy Salmela, who recorded, um, he did such an awesome job. And uh, we never met in person, you know? It's, it's, mm. it's, all, uh, it's all on Skype. And uh, I sent him the song. He, he liked it. I was really happy that he agreed to do that. Then we... Uh, we discussed about the video and it's like everything happened online and I never even met him, you know, but I, I feel like I've met him, you know, spiritually I've met him definitely, but um, um, personally, no. So mm. it's, it's, uh, sometimes technology can be good also, you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, as the background for our listeners, we had some problems with um, finding a platform to record this podcast. <laughs> That's why we said in the beginning, technology sucks. <laughs> yes. But it also has good sides. Sometimes, yes, definitely. I also think that Finland or Scandinavia is um, is on a very good level when it comes to equality. Mm -hmm. I think in Germany we are very privileged, but it could be better. We are still not equal, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to the money that you get for your work, for example. Or also, um, we I think at the moment, body shame is a, is a very big topic. And I very seldom heard that men are um, ashamed of the body or something. So mm -hmm. in Germany, we also don't have this equality yet. Um, how is the situation in Israel? Um, we also don't have equality, unfortunately, in Israel. I mean, again, it's a free country in most parts. You know, again, some parts are not very free. If you look at the Orthodox part, in, especially in Jerusalem or Beth Shemesh, and you can also hear these kind of stories, um, maybe not of women being murdered, but being really, really oppressed uh, by religion. You know, and don't want to wear special clothes, certain clothes, don't want to cover their bodies, don't want to get married, and just have just be a baby machine. But it's forced on them. The, the the culture or the religion is forcing that on them, and I think it's horrible. Again, 
it's it's I cannot generalize. I mean, uh, there are a lot of streams in every every group, you know. So in, in any every religion, you can find more extremists, less extremists, not extremists at all, you know. But in, in Israel, which is a free country, I mean, I can dress as a woman how I feel like it. Um, there is no problem. I mean, now there is like big uh, pride parade, you know, for for the um, for gay people, um, and they are parading now in Jerusalem, in Tel Aviv, for the for the rights. Uh, of gay people, which is, you know, I mean, it's not completely equal at all, but mm. still they can parade and people are free to parade and protest and dress basically how they feel like. I but also think not, that the Eurovision Song Contest helped them a lot. Exactly. And I think it, it can always be better, you know, it can always be better, but in general, yeah, Israel, um, I think women are, um, for what I know, um, yeah, still earning less than men. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of a lot of way to go um, regards to that as well. You know, I would like to see also more women in the government and more women in, in power positions. Um, unfortunately, it's it's not it's not the case like in most places. You know, hmm. um, yeah. So it could be improved. The same, like you say, um, the same like in Germany, it could be improved. Yeah. Um, is there a language barrier in Israel so that people who live on the countryside maybe don't have the possibility to get information that they are kind of stuck in their system because they can't inform themselves on the internet, they don't speak English or something? Mm, I don't think so, you know, because mm -hmm. Israel is so, is so small and I think it's it's really the country of internet. I mean, the internet in Israel works 10 times faster than Germany. <laughs> And this is something very, very surprising, you know, that it's in Israel because it has to be, it's a country, so much is happening all the time, you know, mm. for good and for bad. But so people have to be updated. So people are super hooked for their phones and they watch the media all the time. And um, I, I, I feel a difference in Europe, you know. I mean, in Israel, if I send a message and somebody is not answering me after three seconds it's like what's happening what is wrong you know <laughs> and here you can send a message three days after i was like yeah i was on a lake i was just reading a book so it's really different you know it's it's a different uh, everything there is much much faster in mm. a way progressing in israel um but no i would not say that there are people who are that disconnected um no i don't think it's ha it's actually happening mm, okay um i also wrote down that you're a music teacher you're teaching keyboard and piano on mm -hmm. a music school yeah definitely um yeah i've been teaching since like 10 years already um i i find it very um rewarding to teach because you can kind of give something to others and help them to to be better and some of my students you know a lot of them came with no knowledge and today they actually really play and I was the person that actually taught them the first how to approach the piano. So I feel really honored, you know, to do that. And I feel really great to be able to do it now in, in German, in my really bad German still, but though, you know, but still I work in a music school in, in Potsdam. So I speak, I have to speak German. <laughs> And yeah, it, it is, it is great. I like to teach. I mean, it's, it's something that uh, makes me feel very complete, you know, it's, it stabilizes you. It makes you more grounded in a way. Mm. And you get feedback from your students. Exactly. Yes. And they also come to concerts. So it's great. You know, you have like an army of students coming to the concert. It's really fun. 
Yeah, and a lot of a lot of great things happened to me through my students uh, during the years. So yeah, it's totally cool. Mm. Do you also teach vocals? I also teach vocals, um, but I kind of like prefer to teach piano with vocals. What I, I like to do is help a lot with arrangements of like or like presentation of the song to help building an arrangement with your vocals to help correct, for example, your phrasing uh, some to, to help you with techniques. But like what I try to do the most is kind of like to help the song and the singer sounds better and making it better to who they are, you know, not to try now to, to, to make them be something they're not, um, but to try to say, okay, this is your voice. Now let's improve it. And now let's find your, the right keys for you, the right color for you to use. And so I can, I can a lot, I'm helping a lot with this kind of things, you know, with, mm -hmm. our, with arrangements and interpretations of, of the music. Yeah, cool. Great, thank you. Um, your album comes out by fall. So yes. if people want to listen to your music, they can already listen to the song Under Your Bed. Exactly. And um, Black Swan, the song Black that we just talked about. Yes. Yes, so they can find them both on YouTube and on Spotify. They're already released. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff from the past that they can check out yet. Um, if they want to hear some more. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Are you on Twitter and Instagram? Um, I'm, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, I never understood Twitter, you know, I, I, but uh, on Instagram, they can follow me on YouTube, on SoundCloud, Facebook. Um, yeah, basically everywhere but Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, we also uh, put the links to your profiles under the uh, in the show notes so that people can easily find you yes. um is there something else you want to say to your fans well i just want to say thanks for the support and come to concerts to to see more what we are doing and i'm really promising this year we are going to really really kick ass <laughs> and, right. and we hope to see you on stage again soon <laughs> thank you thank you for having me on your podcast and yeah let's let's meet in concerts that's the best place <laughs> yes. Sheffi, where can people find Metal and High Heels? You can find us on Facebook, of course, and also Instagram, sometimes, I have to say, <laughs> YouTube, and of course on our homepage, uh, metalandhighheels.com. There are all our podcasts, and they are also on Spotify and your preferred podcatcher, whatever yeah. you like. Our jingle is made by Cassandra Novelle and her band Mercy Isle and is based on the song Storm on the album Undying Fire. I always mix this, but I think that was correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you for listening and bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Bye.